fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. And he goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. We are pleased to be joined by an old friend, one of the best in the business, the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Fabs, thanks for taking the time. Let's start with the fallout from that. Very intense Monday night football game with Juju Smith-Schuster now suspended for Sunday night football between the Steelers and the Ravens. Would you pick up Martavis Bryant this week? The matchup isn't great. Uh, the Ravens' defense, though, obviously took a hit when they lost Jimmy Smith for the season. Martavis, to me, would be a PPR flex option because you would believe that there should be an increase in terms of the volume of the targets that he'll see. Uh, but you never know with those with those uh, AFC North contests. Could be a low-scoring game, but again, because of the opportunities potentially increasing with Juju out for that week, well, Martavis is now on the radar. Mike, Josh Gordon is back for the Cleveland Browns. Give me your thoughts on his debut and how is his value moving forward? He looked good. I mean, you come into a game you haven't played since 2014. Uh, you scored double-digit PPR points, standard leagues, uh, with single digits, but still a nice performance. He was on the field for close to 70% of the snaps, led the Browns in targets, which means what? They're going to throw him the football. So he goes from being a player that you add off the waiver wire and sort of see what happens to a player you now start because he's got a great matchup this week against the Green Bay Packers. And if the volume of targets continues as it did last week, Josh Gordon should put up a nice stat line. Michael, I'm sure we have listeners who now have to try to replace Rob Gronkowski, whose suspension has been upheld. What advice would you give them? Well, you can't replace Rob Gronkowski. Um, And if you're looking to pick up someone off the waiver wire, it's probably quite thin at this point. Cameron Brait, maybe he was dropped uh, because he had seen his numbers sink before last week when Jameis Winston came back. Ricky Seals-Jones has got a good matchup this week. He could be another potential option off the waiver wire. But one thing we have learned this year, guys, is that the tight end position is extremely thin. And when you lose a player of Gronkowski's status, even if it's just for one week, it's very difficult to replace that player. So any of these potential options off the waiver wire, depending on how competitive your league is. Uh, These guys are are one-week streamers at best. In the second consecutive year for Matthew Stafford, his hand, uh, if he's out or even limited, does the value of the receivers in Detroit change at all? Oh, yes. No question about that. Um, Stafford being out this week would put a serious hit on the value of Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. Now, Stafford is out there. Uh, that could even potentially still hurt their value a little bit, depending on how this hand injury is going to affect Stafford. Does it affect uh, his accuracy? Does it affect his deep ball? Because all things being equal, the matchup this week could not get any better for the Detroit Lions. Golden Tate would dominate against the Buccaneers. They have really struggled against slot receivers. Marvin Jones has been very hot in recent weeks. Uh, slowed last week until Jimmy Smith went out and then put up some pretty decent numbers. So Matthew Stafford's status is going to be a big news story in the world of fantasy football in the first week of most fantasy league playoffs. Fantasy Fix being provided by our pal Michael Fabiano, NFL Network. Mike, we have a tweet for you from a great handle, Beer Almighty 3. <laughs> Want you to dissect between these receivers, Ginn Jr., Sanu, Bryant, or Goodwin? 
Sanu would be the player that I would go with first if I was to pick between those four. Although Goodwin's a nice sleeper. Uh, If you look at the matchup this week, San Francisco's going to Houston. They've really had a hard time covering wide receivers. And Goodwin has looked good, and he has also seen lots of targets. And it did appear last week that he has a rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you want to go the sleeper route, Goodwin would be the play there. But Sanu, also a nice option. Is Blake Borders a guy you can consider using if you're in a pinch? Not this week. Um, Seattle's defense is, is still tough. I understand that they've lost a couple of DBs, some very important DBs in Cam Chancellor and, of course, Richard Sherman. But this is a defense that stepped up and all but shut down Carson Wentz last week, shut down Alshon Jeffrey for the most point last week. Um, only Nelson Aguilar had any kind of success against them. So Bortles is someone who I believe is more of a matchup-based starter. Now, in the last two games, He's had good matchups, and he has delivered on those matchups. But to play him in the first week of the fantasy postseason in standard leagues where you don't have a super flex or a 2QB format, that is a little too rich for my blood, guys. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there this season. I mean, Case Keenum is out there. Uh, Josh McCown has played extremely well, too. So I do believe that most people would be able to find a better option than Bortles this week because of that matchup. Mike, Peyton Barber of the Bucks had 100 rushing yards on the road at Green Bay on Sunday. How much confidence do you have in him moving forward? I'd fire him up as long as Doug Martin is on the sidelines. Uh, Detroit's defense, listen, they can be had against the run. We saw that last week with Alex Collins, who rushed for a couple of touchdowns against him. And Barber looks like a featured back. And if Martin cannot suit up this week, well, then Peyton Barber is maybe not a must-start, but he's a damn good flex option at the very least. Let's talk about the 49ers and a new addition to that team. And I'm not talking about the group, neither new addition. I'm talking about Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo. Give me your take on his start. Uh, and How did he do? And, and how is his receiver going to hold up when it comes down to their value right now? Well, Garoppolo looked good to me. It didn't lead the team to a touchdown, but five field goals and, and a win. I mean, 49er fans will take that. And it was uh, interesting to hear Carlos Hyde become the first 49er to compare him to a young Tom Brady. And we know that Garoppolo learned under Bill Belichick and Brady for several years in New England. And that's part of the reason why I, I like him, obviously, more in dynasty leagues at this point. But even as a potential streamer, there's a lot of leagues out there that start two quarterbacks or have a super flex. And the matchup this week, again, against Houston is pretty favorable for the 49ers offense in terms of the passing game. They've been tough against the run, but uh, the Texans have struggled against quarterbacks and wide receivers. So Garoppolo is certainly a potential streamer this week, and it's going to be very interesting to see what he does moving forward uh, because his value at this point right now is of a QB2. If he plays well over the next three or four weeks, we could see his value rise looking ahead to 2018 drafts. Um, and he'll also have some improved weapons in the pass attack, you would think, with Pierre Garcon coming back in 2018 and potentially the Niners adding some weapons there. So he's an interesting player right now for fantasy fans to watch. And again, a good streamer this week based on the matchup. Finally, Mike, after a quiet performance on the road in Seattle, any concern about the Eagles' offense as they match? up against a very tough L.A. Rams defense on Sunday. I do have concern, and we talked about this on NFL Fantasy Live today. If you look at how quarterbacks have fared in Los Angeles against the Rams, 
it hasn't been good. The, the best quarterback finish against the Rams in L.A. has been Russell Wilson, and he was the QB 20. And we're not talking about curtain jerkers here. Drew Brees had a bad game in Los Angeles. Kirk Cousins had a bad game in Los Angeles. Now, I'm not telling you to sit Carson Wentz. I'm telling you to temper your expectations. And if you have depth at the quarterback position, you might want to consider putting Wentz on the sidelines this week. As good as he's been, the Rams have been tremendous at home against the pass. This is one of those games where we could see a low-scoring affair. The Eagles defense starting to kick it up a little bit as well. And that Rams defense, like I mentioned, at home, they are extremely affordable. Finally, Michael, because we don't have the pleasure of chatting with you every week, let's wrap it up with a couple hard-hitting questions. How are you doing in the vaunted NFL Network League? Is Matt Smith going to win that thing again? <laughs> you know what? He might. Let's put it that way. Um, we actually had our last playoff spot filled last night. Uh, Akbar beat me by, I believe, seven points to knock me out. Um, sometimes you score a lot of points and you don't win a lot of games. Unfortunately, that's what happened to me this season. Uh, eight leagues, I made the playoffs in seven. That was the one that I missed oh. out. But oh, money... Man is always a contender. No question about that. Maurice Jones-Drew is always always a contender as well, so it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. Finally, because I build you as a Hall of Famer, Cordell asked me before we turn the mics on, <laughs> what does one receive when you're inducted into the Fantasy Hall of Fame? Do you get a crown? Do you get a scepter? How do you roll, Mike? You know what? Either one of those would be pretty cool options. Uh, you basically receive a speech at a banquet and a plaque. That's, that's it? it. I don't get a bus somewhere in Canton. Uh, I get a plaque that's hanging on the wall someplace at home. But uh, to me, it's it's more of just the honor of being uh, inducted. That uh, oh, I know, that, but you're that, that makes it special. I want you to have a prop. I want you to have a gold jacket. Come on, Fabs, work on this. You know, I mean, listen. You know where the NFL Network is. Feel free to send one over. I will wear it. I will tweet it out, and I will thank you for it, my friend. <laughs> I've not been there for some time, Mike. I should come by. Yes, Cordell. I will say yeah, congrats. Absolutely. To you. Congrats to you, buddy. All right, man. I appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.